You're listening to Audio Divina, reflecting on the gospel with Father Francis J. Maloney, SDB. In this episode, we look at the gospel for the 23rd Sunday of Ordinary Time, Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 to 20. Jesus forms his disciples, telling them how the Christian community is to behave in a hostile world. His request that we resolve conflicts among ourselves is challenging. We are to reach out endlessly so that the community will be unified. Alone, we cannot do this, which is why Jesus insists that we remain close to God in prayer. That is where we receive our wisdom and strength, and Jesus is there in our midst. We begin now with a reading of the text by Christina. If your brother does something wrong, go and have it out with him alone, between your two selves. If he listens to you, you have won back your brother. If he does not listen, take one or two others along with you. Whatever the misendeavour, the evidence of two or three witnesses is required to sustain the charge. But if he refuses to listen to these, report it to the community. And if he refuses to listen to the community, treat him like a Gentile or a tax collector. In truth, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. In truth, I tell you once again, if two of you on earth agree to ask anything at all, it will be granted to you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three meet in my name, I am there among them. We will now hear a reflection on the text by Father Maloney. The lectionary moves on a few chapters in the Gospel of Matthew to arrive at the passage that we have today. You will recall that some weeks ago I pointed out that the Gospel of Matthew was presenting Jesus in conflict with the leaders of Israel, and then that stopped. Once we had the moment at Caesarea Philippi when Jesus asked the disciples who he was, from that moment on, The Gospel focuses upon Jesus and his disciples and the attempt to form them as he calls them to follow him towards Jerusalem, as we saw in the last two Sunday Reflections. In this section, which is continued in today's Gospel, Jesus is establishing the way in which a church should behave. And so chapter 18 of the Gospel of Matthew contains a long passage which we normally talk about the discourse on church order. Today's Gospel is a part of that discourse, and in it Jesus gives his followers instructions on the way they should relate to one another. As we read these words today in the highly complex structure of contemporary society, They may seem impossible and hard-nosed, and of course they were originally directed to a small group of believers 
living closely together, probably in the city of Antioch towards the end of the first century. We live in very different days. And yet, we are called to make these words of Jesus real. Jesus addresses a situation among his disciples where people have been injured. And when conflict arises over the injury, that inevitably people living closely in society do to one another, Jesus insists that peace must be established in a variety of ways, as makes common sense even in today's society. The most satisfactory way to establish peace is through an encounter between the offended party and the offender. That, of course, can be difficult. And so Jesus moves to a second stage. If this fails, one should call upon the help of others, other Christians, so that the wrong can be set right and a community peace be established among these people who all share the common faith. If this fails, Jesus asks still that the tension and the injury that exists be resolved within the community itself. The whole Christian community should be called upon to make a judgment. There are many ways in the contemporary church that we try to follow this as well. But what is really interesting as this section comes to an end in our today's reading is the way the failure to accept the judgment of the Christian community is to be handled. The Christian offender who refuses to accept what the community decides is to be sent away from the community itself. And if he refuses to listen to the community, treat him like a pagan or a tax collector. Is dismissal from the community the end of the question? What is meant by treat him like a pagan or a tax collector? A superficial reading of this passage means that you send him away and dismiss him as a sinner because pagans were outside God's people and tax collectors were unfaithful to God's people. And yet the Gospel of Matthew has a particularly intense interest in the pagan. Only in the Gospel of Matthew, as it comes to its conclusion, when Jesus is on the mountain after the resurrection, does he send his disciples out to the whole world to preach the Gospel, to baptize and to teach them what he has taught. And he will be with them in the Gentile pagan world until the end of the age. Similarly, Matthew's Gospel is particularly interested in a tax collector. Indeed, the tax collector, whose name is Levi in Luke and in Mark, is in fact called Matthew 
in the Gospel of Matthew. And when the list of the names of the disciples is given, the tax collector is identified as Matthew. So is the Christian who refuses the authority of the community to be shunned or to be the subject of even further outreach? as the game of the gospel itself is, to reach out to the Gentiles and to reach out to the tax collectors like Matthew. Obviously, the craziness of the Christian tradition points that this latter interpretation is what Jesus really means. Because this reaching out endlessly, showing an incredible love for the other, even in the face of offence, is an imitation of Jesus, who is in fact accused by his opponents as searching out tax collectors and the friend of tax collectors. As we see in today's Gospel, Jesus will tell Peter, one must forgive one's brethren 77 times, not seven times, but 77 times, which means an infinite number of times. Reaching out and forgiveness in pain and conflict should be a never-ending process within the Christian community. The Christian community, of course, has its own authority. And that's the way it has been from the beginnings. But what is perhaps not quite so clear to us is that the authority of the Christian community must be exercised in a way that proclaims Jesus' new law of love. The members of the community should have a quality of life among themselves that makes people outside the community say, see how they love one another. And that, in fact, is reported to have been said by pagans in the church's earliest days. The non-Christians looked at Christians and said, see how they love one another. The characteristic of mutual love that so highlighted the way of life of the early church must be preserved. As in preserving it, we repeat in our Christian lives and in our Christian community administration, the lifestyle of Jesus himself. You must love one another as I have loved you. Based on this love command found so eloquently in the Gospel of John, the binding and the loosing which our Gospel mentions today is required from us, and the binding and the loosening must be the activity of the Church's guidance and judgment that strengthens our pursuit of a love which imitates the love of Jesus. Obviously, to survive, the church must be a society existing among other societies and in a larger society.
But if we are to be true to Jesus, his life and his teaching as our founder, model and saviour, then we must sometimes, even in our contemporary society, act in ways that other institutions would regard as foolishness. To search out and care for those who refuse the authority of the institution could be seen as suicidal, and many Christians would say that it is, and that this is one of the problems with the church. But that was the way of Jesus. As we look around us, all of us are aware of many people who have turned away from the Christian churches because they find them unforgiving. There are not too many people who have turned away from the church because they found it too forgiving. And yet forgiveness, incredible forgiveness, must be the mark of the way we live together. This, of course, is difficult. We will always need the presence of Jesus to give us the courage to love in such a radical way. And that is why the Gospel this morning asks us to turn to prayer. That is why Jesus finishes his instructions on this crazy way to administer tensions among ourselves with a command to constant prayer and a reminder that when we gather together in his name, when we form community, a community which prays, he is there in the midst of us. We now recommend 10 to 15 minutes of personal reflection on what you've just heard. Please pause the track now and resume when you're ready to return. Welcome back. We conclude now with a reading of the text by Christian. If your brother does something wrong, go and have it out with him alone, between your two selves. If he listens to you, you have won back your brother. If he does not listen, take one or two others along with you. Whatever the misdemeanor, the evidence of two or three witnesses is required to sustain the charge. But if he refuses to listen to these, report it to the community. And if he refuses to listen to the community, treat him like a Gentile or a tax collector. In truth, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. In truth, I tell you once again, if two of you on earth agree to ask anything at all, it will be granted to you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three meet in my name, I am there among them. Thanks for listening to Audio Divina. Special thanks to our readers for this episode, Christina and Christian. If you would like to be a reader or have any other feedback, please contact us at audiodivina at salesians.org.au or on our Facebook page.